fam, welcome to Quiet Conversations with Al Jackson Pastor and um, this today's podcast we just talk about mental health and the issues that may arise. Um, it was basically a conversation that I had with a, a, a panelist at uh, the church where I serve and you know we just have had a few panelists and these are young people that you know, could help us understand uh, where they are with regards to mental health and what their understanding is and we're just bringing the conversation a bit more closer to home and trying to to create um, more understanding with regards to mental health so I hope you enjoy this conversation and it, some some of the sound is a bit low because of the sound the technical difficulties we had and the sound quality as well but we try to make it the best and hope you enjoy uh be blessed thank you um we all have mental health it is part of our psychological functioning our emotional functioning and our social functioning so basically how we think how we act and how we feel. Um, and depending on what's happening for you, depending on the stresses you encounter, either your mental health is great and you're doing okay and you're coping with life and you're making good decisions and you've got great relationships and friendships and a relationship with your family, or of course, you're not coping, you're drowning, things are not okay. Mental illness is something else. When we're sort of wading into the water of mental illness, this is where you've got a diagnosable condition. So that's where we're looking at depression and anxiety and bipolar. You can be anxious and have that as a, a factor to your mental health or something that's kind of making your mental health not as um, on point and functional and optimal as you'd like. You can have great feelings of sadness, but it doesn't mean that you have a depressive um, disorder. So I thought that was just very important to differentiate because I think okay. sometimes we just talk, we go, oh, I've got poor mental health, um, but th there is a slight difference. Um, yeah, I think there was a second part to your question. Just okay, and, and my second part is that why is it important for us to talk about it, especially in society today? Um, yeah, and I'm going to like stress on the society today. So. I have this weird theory. I think that society today is actually not designed um, to be pro-human. So we're all in this rat race, we're all expected to constantly perform, we're all constantly plugged in. Um, I can't, obviously, I didn't live in the 1800s, so I can't say that the people back then were more mentally healthy than we are now. But what I can say is the way that our lives are structured now really is against mental health in many ways and that's why it's super important to pay attention to it now to i would almost say intentionally work towards having good mental health so if if i was a person that um would be naive uh, in lack of a better word if i was to to act naive and and maybe say to to someone like you homoto uh, you know, I feel like today's generation is very much a, 
a weak generation in that sense. And looking at our culture, how our cultural norms and societal norms have impacted on our perception of mental health and, and how, how can, actually the question should be how can culture and society, the, our, norm, our normalities impact our perception of mental health and the notion on seeking help? Okay, um, firstly, um, cultural, sometimes when I grew up in a household where I was told that mental health sometimes is something you deal with, right? And I never seek to ask anyone. That's why a lot of people in my family never knew until I had um, my testimony to say that I was going through something. Um, I always kept it in. And I feel like with my parents growing up, being told not to speak their emotions, deal with it, it's something that I've put on myself. So I would say culture norms, it's difficult, but seek someone that has most probably your cousins will understand you more than your parents um maybe your sisters or your brothers will understand you more than your parents and can guide you as my as my sister my older sister helped me through a lot of things um just reach out um it will help a lot with a lot of situations <sighs> sociality um hey so i would say I didn't, I'm just not lie to you guys, I never went to my friends, told them about my issues or anything. I strictly kept it to myself. Um, but friends also um, are good people to go to, but it also gets to a point where in our, in our society where people feel like they might backstab me with the information that they have about me or this and that, which I feel like um, if... If we live in that bubble and we just don't come out and say it as it is, because there are friends that want to reach out, that want to understand you, that want to be around you and understand. So I would say reach out to everything that you can. So yeah, and and and, and thinking about the friends, uh, the the factors of of friends and being part of our society, being part of. Um, our way of life. Sometimes we we tend to feel like our friends are very much stressful. We tend to feel like even our parents stress us. You know, um, just our parents asking us questions. I know some of the youngins here. You would agree with me. You know, parents are just stressful. You know, and and some of the parents here you would agree that being an adult is stressful as well. So. Um, Robin, do you think some factors such as stress, trauma, and social isolation can contribute to poor mental health? So I think in that sense, I mean, each one of us is different. Where, let's say, the cupboard being unorganized stresses me out, but Elvis will look at it be like, okay, that's just the norm. <laughs> not saying it is, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just putting an example here. But... <laughs> So different things stress out different people, and I think it's to the extent of which it stresses you out will affect your mental your mental health. Sorry. So for instance, if me being on time stresses me out, but it's a good influence on my mental health, then that's a different thing to someone who hates being late to a point where 
and mental breakdown to be like, I'm mislaid something. It's different for all of us, and I think it also depends on how we define stress and how we define things that affect our mental health. So, yeah, it's really different for each person. You can't say one thing is the same for everyone. Yeah, and 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 um, Eliza, speaking to to the ideas of trauma and social isolation, uh, how do they contribute to poor mental health? So I'm actually going to um, very much add to to what Ron says. So trauma in and of itself, for example, mm. uh, doesn't equate to poor mental health. Okay. So most of us, I think, at some point in our life, are going to experience some form of trauma. That doesn't mean we're immediately going to tank and not be able to cope, because there's also something called resilience and post-traumatic growth. Mm. But of course, yes, prolonged stress. I think that the right word is chronic stress. Chronic trauma in and of itself can definitely have a very negative uh, effect on our mental health. And now, of course, we're social creatures. Um, and so when we're in a community like this, yeah. when we're in strong relationships and we have strong social bonds, those are things that build our resilience. So if we don't have those, if, if we're in a space where we're socially isolated, um, our mental health really has a tough time. That's why I'm sure you guys have heard, um, COVID is just being wild on people's mental health. I mm -hmm. mean, within my circles, uh, psychologists are talking about how the second pandemic is actually the mental health pandemic. People not able to cope, people not able to manage the things where, as Robin said previously, they would have been quite fine. Hmm. But that social isolation had such a hectic chip on, on our humanity um, that we are actually seeing the effects of that. Oh, thank you. And um, speaking to about COVID and what has happened, you know, quite, quite a lot of us. Um, I should think, went through that anxiety phase or stage, especially not knowing what to do next and always waiting for, you know, a lot of us here, I believe, or I can tell you, whenever you heard there was a family meeting, you know, you already kind of like were there, glued to your TV or to your screen saying, you know, what's going to happen? Um, and we kind of forgot about God as well at that stage. We forgot about who God is, and we kind of put our trust and our faith more into the government, into people, into, and I've got nothing against doctors, into doctors, into the medical, you know, all the other different facilities. And being a spiritual uh, young man, you are, Jared. In what ways can spirituality influence mental health and well-being? So I would say that spirituality, specifically in reference to Christianity, yes. would have uh, would, would have would benefit in mental health. Mm. And I would say that um, following the teachings of the Bible, right, you would benefit greatly from from that. And by that I mean like, for example, it was said earlier that humans are social creatures and gathering in a church setting for fellowship and such things, that could be beneficial to you in your mental health. And I'd say, um, also, keeping a focus on God and not relying on man mm. would also help you. If you look at, for example, uh, the Exodus, when the Israelites left Egypt, they, and then they got to, they got to the land of Canaan, they sent those 12 men, including 
Caleb and Joshua to the land. Mm. And the, re- the reports came back, and most of the men told the Israelites that they should fear because the the men of Canaan were great, they were tall, and they thought that there would be no way for them to overcome this, this great land, to conquer this great land. But then the, the only two who, who said, no, we should trust in God, mm. were Caleb and Joshua. And it was because of that faith in God that, that God has kept them alive and allowed them to see the promised land. Mm. And, yeah. And and to some certain extent, if we if we even go back to even COVID at some point where we started getting into that flow of worship, into that flow of prayer, we started actually understanding that God actually is the one that can help us as well to to understand our own our own mental health, our own health as well at the same time. And you know, thinking of the Israelites walking around in the wilderness. You know, that's great physical health. Uh, this afternoon I had um, Braden, or some of you may call him Uncle Den. He, he's ran the marathons and he's gone to the two oceans and, and, and all the marathons. And I feel like Ubers are a great thing to have. <laughs> but, you know, we always go through that. Um, does mental health uh, and physical health go hand in hand? Uh, this is to you, Eliza, does it go hand in hand, and to what extent? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Without a doubt. Um, if you think like of something, uh, so there's a condition called fibromyalgia. It's, it's a pain condition. Um, it's almost like uh, your nervous system is inflamed and on fire mm. the whole time. Um, that people who suffer from that have very negative effects on their mental health. When we're experiencing physical pain, we see it in how we respond. People are often uh, much more irritable. You can just think if you've got a headache and someone's nagging on you, you're not going to be quite as forthcoming, right? Remember, um, mental health is about how we act, how we feel, and how we interact, how we socialize. So those things are affected. Um, and there's also, oh, there's some really cool stuff. I get very excited. Yeah, I feel this full handbrake. So there's this thing um, that popped up in one of my Facebook reels uh, where the lady speaks about something called the hope molecule. So essentially it's kind of the um, uh, chemicals, the neurotransmitters um, that our bodies give off when we move, when we're physical. Mm. Um, and that stuff that, that gets um, released is incredibly good for your mental health. Um, it's almost, the lady says, I love the way she says, it's almost like having a little pharmacy in your body. Um, yes, sometimes when we're struggling with mental illness, there are meds that really help. That doesn't always help for everyone. But research shows that um, for people struggling with mild to moderate depression, some form of movement and physicality is incredibly helpful. So I guess what I'm saying in a nutshell is when our physical health isn't that is going to have an adverse and negative effect on our mental health. When our physical health, when we're doing healthy body things, that's really good for, for our mental health as well. Mm. So things like supporting Man United is not good for your mental health. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, um, and, and thinking about you know the, the whole thing of exercising and doing all these things. I know some of you here 
uh, are very big on the ideas of self-care. You know, going to the spa, uh, not the store, <laughs> but <laughs> going to the spa, or, or, you know, going to some retreat or something like that. What, what are some ways that we can... What, this is a question to everyone here. What, what are some of the ways do you think we can practice self-care as an addition to your physical health as well? What do you think? Yes, young man. Hobbies. Yeah. Hobbies. You're the one. You know, supporting Arsenal is not a good hobby, but yes. <laughs> Anyone else would like to go? Yes? Uh, sometimes, like, simple, like, self-care, like, doing a face mask or putting you on your face or something like that. Okay, okay. I know self-care, like, self-care, your sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think to echo what Jordan said, like, yes. doing nothing, it's being kind of potato sometimes. A society is so competitive, we're yeah. workaholics, we're duoholics, and we're feeling every hour, every day, every week. Mm. So I think just Saturday, um, sometimes it's like, it's really needed, it's good self-care. Mm. And, and not saying different activity, um, just literally just shutting down. It is for me, it is helping me. Okay. And I actually want to read something. I like what you spoke about when you spoke about uh, the Sabbath. And when you go to Exodus, the nice thing about being in a church is that, you know, you're allowed to read the Bible when you're talking about some of the social issues as well. And when you look at Exodus, one of the uh, Ten Commandments, it says in Exodus 20, uh, verse, yeah, verse 8, it says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You, you know your son, know your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So we ought to 
as people, as children of God, as we call ourselves Christians, we ought to relax, we ought to rest, um, give ourselves that one day to rest. But we are so busy. Every day we want to do something. You know? Yes? Mm. That's great, yes. And, and another thing is we're so fixated in social media where we could actually be reading things like reading books, you know, just stimulating our minds. That's great self-care as well. And even when we're stimulating our minds, we read good books. And those good books could address some issues like our socioeconomic statuses in our lives. And the next question, um, which I will give to Robin, is how can we address the intersection of mental health and socioeconomic status of someone, the, the socioeconomic status of someone and the impacts of the resources and treatment to mental health? Okay, so I'll make this one a bit more personal. So obviously me being me, I've had quite a few mental health problems in my life. And I was lucky enough to have the means to seek help professionally. Mm. So socioeconomic status obviously plays a big role in that. Not everyone has the access to great health care, mm. whether it's mental health or physical health. So obviously I think there's that thing where we now need to say, okay, we need to make it available to people who don't have what we have so they can mm. get equal help even though they cannot afford to do it or don't have the means to. So it's not saying you have all the money in the world, but I mean if I stay in the middle of nowhere, how am I going to get access to someone to help me if I'm struggling mentally? Mm. That whole social isolation thing. So it's also making it more available for people who don't necessarily have it nearby, the resources to cope with mental um, health and things that are bothering them and yeah, just creating that sense of community as well. So it's like, yes, you may not have what I have, but you are experiencing something that is bugging you and it's impacting your physical health as well. So I'm going to help you regardless of how you find yourself. Okay. And then um, another thing is, I just, I want to remember in the beginning I spoke about being naive. And there is this thing where we tend to say a lot of young people today tend to use mental health as a form to just escape um, them facing their own problems. And, and then we feel like, it feels like this new generation is very weak. You know, they should be just, get on with it, man. And, you know, just forget about it. It's just life. And, and, and you know, we, we push, especially we push young people uh, away or we push them to the limit. Okay. So how can we reduce that stigma around mental health? and create a more supportive and inclusive environment for those who are struggling? What ways can we take? Uh, I'd like to direct that question to you, Jared, and to Elisa afterwards. So, this is to removing the stigma regarding mental, uh, mental health and all that. I think, firstly, I think we must Educate people like, like what we are doing now. We are talking about it, having an open conversation mm. so that people can learn about it. And uh, the more people are educated about it and knowledgeable on the topic and not remaining ignorant, I think that will help to remove the stigma surrounding it. And um, what was the second question? 
Um, and uh, it's sorry, yeah. So and support and to create a more supportive and inclusive environment for those who are struggling. In creating a more supportive environment, I think it would also come from that and also teaching people how or, or telling people where they can find help for their problems. Mm. Instead of just um, telling them that these problems exist, then you need to also tell them where they can seek help. And also, like within the church, probably also be available to help other people. Mm. Like, it's almost like if somebody has some disease, like if someone gets cancer, you can't just tell them, hey, we got cancer. You have, to, <laughs> you have to be like, actually, you have to experience that, okay, so these are the steps yes, yes, to, yes. to get healthy, you have to continue on all that stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm. Oh, I, I absolutely back what you're saying. I think the more we talk about these things, yeah. the easier it gets, um, the more that we know that. I think the stats, I actually looked it up, but something like one in three people throughout their life is at some point going to have a brush with mental health problems. Mm. Um, I think the stat gets a little bit further, it's one in five when we get to mental illness, but one in three, a third of this room at some point is going to have a brush with that journey, and so it's super common, it's almost quite normal, and I think once we normalize, so there's a lot in what you were saying as well. Um, and I think in terms of inclusivity, it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, absolutely, we need to tell people where they can get help. Mm. But help also needs to understand what it means to be inclusive. Yes. You can't get help and go to someone and they're so judgmental <laughs> of the way you live your life and how you do things that you never seek help again. So it really is a two-way street. Um, you know, building bridges, meeting mm. each other halfway. Great, and I, I remember I once did a, a, a talk with a lady um, on my podcast before sometime 2020, we were talking about mental health and the, another thing about inclusivity, uh, we spoke about that there needs to be a certain way of um, going through, just going through the journey of the healing of mental health where we need to now introduce uh, collaborative healing where um, the people that you stay with, the people that you live with, uh, that you actually have your daily living should be uh, as well included in that healing process even when you go for some of your some of your sessions with your with your psychologist or with your with your um, counselor go with someone who's who's actually part of your life a loved one in order for them to understand as well, where you are going and how your life has been in, in that situation. But now the, uh, the last question that I'd like to pose um, to you, Homoto, is how can we promote mental health awareness and advocacy in our community and society as a whole? Okay, how to promote it? Um, I would firstly say that we should start looking more into how people are feeling and how people are not dealing with stuff. Um, we have people at schools that are, are there to speak to you as teachers, as everyone else. Yeah. But um, to promote it, um, the awareness of it, I would say seek help. Find solutions. I know there are websites where people 
find free um, therapists that can help them through a lot of their problems. Um, there are counselors at schools. There are like a lot of places where you can go. There's meets where you can meet people that have kind of the same problems as you and you guys just speak and talk about it. Um, promoting it is also a very big thing as let's say you know a friend that is dealing with a lot. Speak to them and tell them I go to this person or I found this website online, I found it on Instagram, I found it on wherever you found it. Um, Spread the word because a lot of people are not going to tell you that they're going through it. Some people just rather want to find the information. So the more you push it or put it out there for them to get it, the more they will be able to reach out for help. Yeah. And we all love using Google. I love what, what you said. Um, there is a group uh, called SADAC. It's South Africa Depression Anxiety uh, Group. They offer free counseling. They offer, you can even send them a WhatsApp. You can send them a call. You can call them. They give you the number. Um, you can send them an email. If you want to see one of them, they do provide those services. And we are very blessed to have such groups in our country and in our, in our communities. And another person that you could actually speak to after the service, if you'd like to do it even in a more... Um, private space, there is a Lisa here, she can help as well. So we are blessed in this church to have these other people as well who are in the church that we know of, that you could contact the church if you do need someone to speak to. Um, we can even speak to Rev Madi as well, he's always open, his office is open for that, or Rev O'Grady here, and or someone, if you want to speak to someone, there's always someone here willing to help. And thank you very much for everyone's ear. Thank you very much for the input of um, my friends here. And I hope we don't just, this conversation doesn't stop here. It doesn't end here. But we should take this conversation even to our homes and try to do more research about mental health and just help our families to understand, our elders especially. A lot of them do not understand what it is. You know, uh, even like for me, growing up, we used to think, a person who's going through mental health is just someone who's crazy and we didn't know what it was. We just thought, no, he's crazy. He needs to go to rehab or something. But we never knew that what rehab was until now we understand what mental health is. Thank you very much. Be blessed.